If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. So if you are someone who doesn't struggle in getting help with work, but struggles with getting help with your kiddo, like there's something really beautiful about like loosening the grip on that a little bit. And it just gives you yourself back. And I think that's a huge gift for yourself and also for your kids. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. My biggest piece of advice for today's episode is to go get your favorite beverage, cozy on up, and imagine that you and I are sitting across the table from one another catching up on life. I honestly haven't had a personal episode in quite some time, and I really haven't been talking too much about motherhood. And so today I want to kind of unpack the lessons that I've learned as a CEO and a mama this year, where I've struggled, where I feel like I've been thriving and everything in between. Let's dive on in to this personal update all about all the things. 2023 was the year of AI. It's all anyone has been talking about. Every business pro with a newsfeed has heard it's time-saving and game-changing. But how can it actually help you brainstorm ideas, create lead-driving content, and tackle your to-do list? Meet HubSpot's new AI-powered campaign assistant, a totally free AI tool tailor-made for marketers and business builders who spend hours each day on content creation. Campaign Assistant is a game-changer for creating marketing campaigns at scale. It quickly turns your key selling points into cohesive pitches, which helps you deliver knockout emails, ads, and landing pages in just minutes. And you can start seeing the benefits fast. Just choose your content type, input a few key points, pick a tone like friendly or witty, and let the AI robots handle the rest. You can copy and paste the content to whatever channel you'd like, or even convert it directly into publishable campaigns without leaving your HubSpot interface. So 
work smarter, not harder. Head to HubSpot.com slash campaign dash assistant to test drive campaign assistant for free. That's HubSpot.com slash campaign dash assistant. I feel like as a mom, I blink and another year has passed. Like I'm so in denial that I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old. That that feels crazy to me. And I feel like all of those old cliches that people say are so true, like don't blink because it's real. It just happens so fast. It's such a blur. And today I'm just going to walk through some of the things I've been experiencing. This is going to be very candid and off the cuff. I have very few notes to guide this conversation, but I'm excited to chat a little bit about what this season of life looks like as a CEO and a mom. So one of the things that was super interesting this year is that we moved into our new house and that was a huge dream come true for all of us. And it was so wild because when I think back to it, when we first bought our land, like we just had a teeny tiny cocoa. I remember carrying her in a little backpack thing through the woods, imagining like, oh my gosh, we're going to live here someday. And as we were planning out our house, we didn't know whether Quinn would be a girl or a boy. We didn't know what type of room. We didn't know what style bathroom we would have. And so to think to now today where we're just doing life in this home and this is the space we get to enjoy it's amazing. And it also was a huge transition, right? We had to sell our old house, the house that we brought our babies home to the house where I first learned I was pregnant with Coco in like there's so many memories in that house. And then we had to go through the entire process of designing and building our dream home. And it was a beautiful transition. Our kids did so well. It was I'm kind of laughing because before we moved, we had made Coco a big girl room thinking that Quinn would go into the nursery. Well, Coco never wanted to leave her nursery in the last house. And so moving into the new house was a clean break because poor Quinn slept in a pack and play for a lot of months leading up until the move. And so it just felt so good to establish them in their brand new rooms. There was so much excitement. Coco transitioned to a big girl bed. Like it was just, it was just a lot all at once. And it's so interesting because, you know, Drew and I are very wired in this way of like, we don't like chaos. We don't do well with chaos. We like everything to just feel grounded and peaceful. And if you've ever moved with young children, it's not really possible. So we did everything we could to make that transition as ease filled as possible. But you know, we were displaced for the first month of the year and just figuring out when is everything coming and how are we going to get everything set up and what is this going to look like and how do we make this transition not feel chaotic for our kids and what are we doing with childcare and school and all of these things. And so that was like a huge way that we kicked off this year, but it was also just like so exciting and that excitement has not wore off. Like I was kind of waiting to think of like, when is this just going to feel normal? And it still does not feel normal. And it's been almost an entire year being in this new home. One thing that I love about this house is that the land that it's on is just so wonderful. It has like this beautiful energy about it. And when we bought this land, we just envisioned our children running around in it, like bare feet in the grass, exploring the woods, playing in the creek, climbing on the rocks. Like there's so much about this chunk of land that we live on that's so beautiful. We have deer, we have bear, we have rabbits, we have all this wildlife around us, both good and slightly terrifying because we have a small dog. But this vision that I had for my children and their childhood is really coming to life and getting to witness that and knowing that like the work I've done has helped make that a possibility is really beautiful. So that's kind of how we start off the year. 
One huge thing that we encountered this year is that we made the decision that we are done growing our family. And it's so interesting because for basically my whole life, I always envisioned having two kids and Drew also only envisioned having two kids. And we had a lot of clarity around that. And what was so interesting is that as Quinn started to grow, like I'll never forget when she finally grew out of her zero to three month clothes. And now I'm sitting there looking at this pile of clothes thinking, I can get rid of these. Like I'm done. It wasn't like an exciting feeling. It made me really sad. And I really grappled for a few months of like, are we actually done? And it was really interesting because I had like not wavered at all in that vision of what our family was going to look like. I didn't like, I was just so clear on that until we started having the first of the last, right? Like it was the last time we had newborn size. It was the last time we needed this size of diaper. It was the last time we needed a height chair. And like, that was really hard. I am one of those weird people who really enjoy those early days as a mom. Makes me emotional. I just love when they're so tiny. And I had really positive postpartum experiences, which I know is not always common. So really feeling that like finality was like really hard. And we had a lot of conversations around it. It was kind of funny because it's like, we just built this house. We designed it with the right amount of bedrooms. We designed it with the right amount of lockers. We designed it with the right amount of drawers for a family of four. So even entertaining that idea of another kid felt like, whoa, what are we, what are we even thinking right now? But we came to the ultimate conclusion and feel such clarity on it that we are done for reference. And something that I think a lot of people don't think about is that over the last seven years, I have been pregnant four different times. I've been pregnant for a total of two of those years. I have breastfed for three and a half of those years. And so like, my body has been through a lot. Like it's just been a lot. And so even the thought of entertaining, like throwing myself back into the ring, knowing that not all pregnancies result in holding a child in knowing that my body is different now that I'm 35 in finally feeling the way that I want to feel within my own skin to think about like throwing all of that off again felt very overwhelming to me and very daunting. So we did make this decision that we're done growing our family. It's complete. We feel very complete. I love not being outnumbered. I don't do great with chaos. So having two girls is like my dream come true, truly. And it's very interesting too, because we come from families with lots of boys. So we are the first family like in this like generation of my immediate family to like only have girls, which I don't know, it just feels really special. Like I just feel like I was made to be a girl mama and I love my daughter so much. So that was a huge decision. Pro tip that if your husband is thinking about getting a vasectomy or your partner, schedule that ASAP. We (laughs) dragged our feet on that for too long. And the line to get one is like 12 months long. I'm not even kidding. Like they're scheduling well into next year. And I was joking because I'm like, I could be pregnant and have another child by the time this actually happens. So just pro tip, if that's something on your radar, you might want to schedule one now or get the consult done at least. Another big milestone that we had this year is that Coco transition to full day school. So for the last two years, she has been in a Montessori school that we absolutely adore. And she was just doing half days. So she was there from basically like 830 to noon every day. And it was wonderful. And it was the perfect amount of time to give Drew a little bit of a break and to have her in a routine and being social and all of those wonderful things. So this year we decided that she's going to transition to full day. And that was a huge decision because 
she's five. So she's right on the cusp of like, would this be kindergarten or pre-K or like, what is this? Like so many people ask me, is she in kindergarten? And with the Montessori school she's in, they're in the same classroom called children's house from ages three to six. So she's not technically in kindergarten, but she's in the same classroom, but she's doing a lot of kindergarten things. So anyways, it was a huge transition. I did have a little bit of hesitation around it because she is a very tired child. Like that girlfriend needs her sleep. Like you could be doing the most engaging activity and it's 6.30 PM and she's asking to go to bed. Like she loves her sleep. So I was a little worried that she's just going to be exhausted when she got home. And then I was also a little bit concerned that her emotions. Like it would be a lot for her. She's a very deep feeling child. And so to like, try to kind of like constrain things for that long, I was just a little worried about how that would go, but it has been such a positive experience. She's in the same classroom with the same teachers and the same friends. And so it's been awesome. And one thing that we've really enjoyed and totally makes me feel like even more of a mom is that we've started to build really great friendships with her friends' parents and started to like get into that stage of life, which feels wild. And so that's been really beautiful. So that's been one of the really awesome things that happened this year. One thing that we've really been struggling with as parents is figuring out when we want to start Quinn. And gosh, we just keep going back and forth on it. One of the benefits is, is if she starts next year, she'd be in the same classroom as Coco. So Coco would be the oldest, Quinny would be the youngest. But my mama intuition is to keep her home for one more year with us. And Quinn is just this beautiful old soul. And I think she'll do well wherever we put her, whenever we decide. But I'm just coming at it from the place of like, we're never going to regret having more time with her. And we had so much one-on-one time with Coco from ages zero to three. And so I kind of want the same thing for Quinn. So thinking we're going to keep her home next year, but we know that we have a beautiful option in the school. And I'm very excited about that. One huge shift for us, like huge and beautiful shift for us is that for the first time in our parenthood journey, which has been five plus years, we have actually gotten reliable outside help. (laughs) You know, it's really interesting. I have been so resistant to getting help and it's wild because I will get help in anything for my business. Like I will pay to outsource just about anything and getting help in our home and with our kids. It just felt so daunting to me. Like I am so protective of my children. I'm a very private person. I am very like energetic. Like I feel people's energy and I just love the energy that we create in our home. And This fall in September, we started having someone that comes over one to two days a week for six hours a day. And she's a college student, an elementary education major, and she has changed our lives. It has totally changed our lives. 12 hours of childcare a week has changed our lives. So what's been beautiful about it is Drew gets a break because otherwise he is like parenting all day, every day. And that's just a lot for anybody. And she also, so basically she'll hang out with Quinn from like nine to noon, put her down for her nap. And then she's been helping with things like laundry and watering the plants and putting away our Instacart order and cleaning the fruits and like just little things that aren't little, like the things that keep us out of parenthood because we're stressed or we're trying to do them while also parenting. It has been so transformative. It has been the best money we've spent. And what's been so beautiful about it is our kids love her. I feel like I am a better mom when I get this time. So basically she comes on Mondays and Fridays. Fridays is my day to like 
do whatever I need to do. It's I'm not working. I can get a massage. I can go sit at a coffee shop. It is like my fill my cup day that I have been desiring since becoming a mom. And it's been so life-changing. And it's so interesting because I have a lot to unpack in therapy, which we'll talk about, about like why I was so prideful about us just doing it on our own. And I think that there's so much, you know, when you see people that are really successful and they have all this help and you're like, what are they even doing? Or like, are they even good parents? Like there's this level of pride and ego of me being like, we're doing it all by ourselves and we're just in the trenches. And that's great. We were in the trenches for five years. It's time to get out of the trenches a little bit. So having this like 12 hours of childcare per week has been amazing. It hasn't been consistent. Like this week, we don't have any childcare and that's okay. So we've been very, very, very flexible, but it's also enabled us to get in things like dates, which were not happening and prioritize ourselves as like independent adults, as well as prioritize our marriage. And that has just been probably the best thing that's happened this year. It's been just really, really beautiful. And we found her on care.com and I was super upfront in the job listing of like, we want like a half nanny, half personal assistant in terms of the house. And she has just been chef's kiss, just so good. So that's been really, really big for us. So if you are someone who doesn't struggle in getting help with work, but struggles with getting help with your kiddo, like there's something really beautiful about like loosening the grip on that a little bit. And it just gives you yourself back. And I think that's a huge gift for yourself and also for your kids. Looking for a new podcast to add to your business building lineup? I have the perfect recommendation for you. Marketing Made Simple, hosted by Dr. JJ Peterson, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Marketing Made Simple brings you practical tips to make your marketing easy and more importantly, make it work. From what you should actually be saying in your nurture emails to how AI can save you time and money to practical tips for turning your website into a sales machine, Dr. JJ Peterson does exactly what he promises each week. He makes marketing simple. Listen to Marketing Made Simple wherever you get your podcasts today. When it comes to content creation, you either do it because you love it or because you know it's a powerful business tool. Now, either way, it takes a ton of work. Whether you're building your website from scratch or struggling to manage payments, you need Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate one-stop shop that's been my go-to for almost a decade. Yes, nearly a decade. It's designed to help creators and entrepreneurs build thriving online businesses with steady recurring income. Whether it's blogging, coaching, or podcasting, Kajabi makes it simple to transform your passion into profitable online courses, exclusive members sites, and so much more. Over the years, Kajabi has been my rock from hosting my signature courses like the Pinterest lab to handling transactions without taking a single penny of my money. That's right. You get to keep 100% of what you earn. With Kajabi, you get powerful analytics, simple payment options, effective email marketing tools, and beautiful website templates that you can customize. And here's a little secret. You don't need a massive following to earn a great income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi who are making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers, and you can be one of them. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash goal. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash goal. Join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion today at kajabi.com slash goal. 
Another huge shift that we encountered this year that I've spoken about on the podcast, but haven't talked about in a long time is just this transition into not sharing our kids online and sharing their faces online. And it's so interesting. I have watched a few other creators go through this transition over the years and I've always considered it, but I didn't feel this like instinctual pull until this year. It actually happened on Mother's Day, which was so interesting. That's like a day where you're always like sharing your kids' faces and like, look at my beautiful children. And like, I just had this very visceral reaction of like, I'm done, I'm done. And uh, one of my friends, Amber, did this years ago where she's like, a mommy blogger. And I'm not saying that in like a derogatory way. That is what she is. She is a mommy blogger and she stopped showing her kids faces. And I just remember having this deep level of respect for her. And when I was considering this shift, I talked to her and she had just said something to me that stuck with me. And she's like, I will never regret protecting my kids and the integrity of their own story and the story that they want to tell. But I can see myself someday down the line, regretting sharing it in my way, through my lens, I want to give them the autonomy to choose what that looks like. And there were a few different things that happened that really just like grounded me in that decision. And it's been really cool because I've seen a lot more creators moving in this direction. And there is no right or wrong way to do this. We are the first generation to be raising kids online as like personal brands and businesses. And like, that's just like what we know. So there's like literally no shame in what you are choosing. But for us, that was a really big shift. And it has just felt so good. And it was really interesting because we recently had a birthday in our family and I was sharing photos of my kids with my team. And one of them was like, oh my God, don't you just want to post these? These are so cute. The girls are so cute. And I said, I do and I don't. And I said, I have gotten into the habit now of like texting my friends, the people who know me and know my kids, these pictures. And that feels really good because it's the people that actually care. And I said, and she's like, they're just so cute. And I said, I want the way they look to be the least interesting thing about them. And on the internet, when you're posting photos of your children, the most interesting thing that you can say is commenting on their looks, right? You don't necessarily get to see the nuance of their personality and their passions and their creativity and their bravery. And like, I just like want to create an environment where my children own their story. And I've had to find this balance, right? Because I'm a mom and I love being a mom and being a mom is like the number one thing in my life. So like, Figuring out like, how do I still let people in to the fact that I'm a mom and I am making jelly sandwiches just like you at night and I'm forgetting to pack snow pants in backpacks. Like that is so much of my life. So how do I show that not at the expense of my children? And so that's just been a huge thing that I've transitioned. If you are feeling this like intuitive call, my advice would be to just try it, just experiment with it, try it for a month, figure out what feels right for you, what you're going to allow. But, you know, it's just an interesting thing that past generations didn't have to experience, right? I'm kind of jealous that like our parents didn't have to make these decisions, but it's felt really, really good. And that was a huge shift. And so what's interesting too, is even when thinking about recording this podcast episode, I'm like, you know, I haven't really let you guys in to motherhood lately because I've just been so protective. And and that's something that I've really felt this year is just this like pull into more privacy. I've always been a very private person living a very public life. And that's been a really interesting juxtaposition to navigate. There are definitely seasons in my life where I'm like wildly vulnerable and putting everything out there. And I love that. And then there are seasons in my life where I just like go very inward. And I feel like this last year, I've just gone very inward and been a lot more private. 
And so that has been something interesting to navigate this year and just a piece of my motherhood journey. And I have zero regrets about that decision. And I don't think I'll change it. Who knows? Never say never. But I just feel really good about that. It's shifted the way that I look at photographing my kids. It's shifted the way I've looked at content. It's shifted the way that I'm showing up online. And yeah, that's been really interesting. Another thing that's been great this year and something that I would just encourage if you're in a season similar to mine is just like making time for more conversations with other moms. And specifically, if you are an entrepreneur, finding other moms who are also entrepreneurs or CEOs. This has been so interesting because like a lot of my friends that are local, they're stay at home parents, which is amazing. And it's so funny because if we go out with other couples, True ends up really connecting with the other women because like he's in that similar role. And I end up connecting with a lot of the men because I'm like the breadwinner and in that more like masculine energy role. And so one thing that's been huge this year is like finding other women who are building businesses while also mothering and like really prioritizing mothering. And so that's been awesome because I feel like sometimes it can be really hard to relate where it's like, I feel like the weight of the world is on my shoulders. I'm the breadwinner. I'm the CEO. I'm leading this team. I'm leading my family, like all of these things. And so getting myself into spaces where I can be honest about what that feels like and the struggles with it has been awesome because when I look back at my journey in motherhood, a lot of my relationships, like my best business relationships are with people who do not have children. So like they can't relate, like it's not a bad thing. They just literally can't relate there. And it's such a different season and stage of their life. And then a lot of my mom friends are the support role. Like they are the stay at home parent. They're working 24 seven, taking care of their children. And I can't relate to that. And so finding other people who are in the similar stage has just been so great. And to be able to talk about like, I want to take my foot off the gas pedal. Like I want to get to a more like ease filled space with my business so I can be more present as a mom or I'm really struggling with like being present these days or like just different things that like you can't really connect with on other people. That's been really, really huge. And one of the things that I really struggled with and continue to struggle with, so this is like still ongoing is figuring out like the mother load. <laughs> like, I don't know how to say it in any other way, but like the mental load of being a mom and running a business. <laughs> so here's a funny story. So yesterday, Drew and I got in a little argument around this topic and he had texted the nanny separately and was trying to set up a date night for the week. And then I texted in our group text with me, him and her doing the same thing. And so he found me in the house and he's like, hey, 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 I'm already talking to her. We've got this under control. Well, we're getting ready for bed last night. And he's like, oh, did you confirm with her for tomorrow? And I was like, no, you said you had it. He's like, oh, well, I never like actually confirmed. And I was like, you need to go confirm. It's 930 at night. Like she needs to know what her plans are for the next day. And it's just like one of those things where it's so hard to describe. But as a mom, your brain never stops thinking, whether you're thinking about nap time or snacks, or you're thinking about what size clothes they wear, or what activities they need to be in, or what they need to bring to school today, or do they have the right size shoes or the right size boots, or do they know how to put their mittens on by themselves? Like there are so many things that are constantly swirling in our brain. And I am someone who has ADHD. So my brain is already a hard place to be, but add in motherhood and juggling a team. It's just a lot. So I would say like my biggest struggle this year has been loosening the grip <laughs> on the things that I think about, letting go of control in some of the areas and putting Drew like you fully own this thing. And I whatever you do, even if it's not how I would do it, I'm going to let go of it. 
But the mother load of one being a mom, but also then managing a business and a team, like I just feel like it never ends. Like my brain has such a hard time shutting off. And when I'm working, I'm thinking about my kids. When I'm with my kids, I'm thinking about work. And like, I just haven't solved that. I don't know that I ever will, but I just want to be honest about that because it's been interesting being in conversation with other moms to know that I'm not alone in that, but it's also been hard to like even express it. I just don't think that men are wired the same way. I keep thinking about that book my mom read as a kid. When I was a kid, it was like men are from Mars, women are from Venus. It's like so true. And so like the mother load is just like heavy, right? It's just so heavy. And I wish I could find a little bit more relief. So that's something I'm going to be working on. One really awesome thing that like I would love for you to do if you are a mama is figure out a way to do some really special one-on-one time with your kid, whether it is in your own town or city or even in your own house, or it's something fun where you do a little getaway. So Drew and I set this intention for this year because in the last year, Coco just loves traveling. Like every day she'll bring up different trips we've been on. And I feel like Once she turned like three and a half to four, she actually started to remember our trips, right? So she's like, I miss Salt Lake City. I miss New York City. And like, she's been very fortunate to travel a lot. And so we really recognize that like desire for travel for her. And so this year we set this intention of like, how can we do special like mommy Coco time and daddy Coco time? So Drew took her to the Mall of America. They had like a great little weekend. They stayed in the hotel. They went to the aquarium. They went on the different roller coasters. They went to Rainforest Cafe. Like she still talks about that. And then I took her on a solo trip to Chicago, which is a direct flight from Duluth. It was so much fun. We had a blast. We went to the National Museum of Ice Cream. We went to see a factory. I felt like I was in an episode of Mr. Rogers. We got to order room service in bed. We went swimming and hot tubbing every single day. Like it was just super special. And I just feel like as a kid, those are like the core memories, right? Like you're going to forget the like day in and day out grunt work of it. That was really special. And I hope it's like the first annual with her. And then as Quinn gets a little bit older, we'll start doing that with her as well. And so I just feel like my kids thrive when they have that personalized, undivided attention, and it can be really hard to make time and space for that. And so I'm really proud that we did that. And it's just something that like, I just felt was like core memories for the both of us. I know what it's like to feel completely thrown off your game because you're just not motivated or your mind isn't in the right space. That's why I'm thrilled to tell you all about superhuman activations. Now, if meditation isn't for you, you need to try activations instead. Activations are a groundbreaking new type of audio that's this mix of a motivational podcast, cinematic music, and guided visualization. They are fundamentally different from meditation and a lot more exciting to listen to. Instead of calming you, activations are motivating, energizing, and transformative. You'll reach your goals faster whether you want to earn more money, get clarity, achieve a health goal, or feel like you're reaching your highest potential. They're essentially a shortcut to get to where you want to be and the ultimate way to visualize your future self. And you can only find them on the Superhuman app. I use and love Superhuman and find myself playing activations several times a day, whether I'm baking bread, doing my skincare, or even when I'm in the shower. Superhuman offers something completely different to other apps out there, and I cannot wait for you to try them. Take advantage of their 14-day free trial and head over to activations.com forward slash gold digger to start your trial and save over 60% off your membership. There is literally no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The discount is only available through their website, not the app store. 
So visit activations.com forward slash gold digger now for over 60% off. Do not miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts and it expires soon. That's activations.com forward slash gold digger. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Another thing that's been very interesting this year for myself as a mom is that I am like in this season of reparenting myself through therapy. <laughs> So I started therapy just a few months ago and it's so interesting. I've never done therapy in my life before. I'm 35 years old. I have absolutely nothing against it and the deepest respect for it, but it just wasn't necessarily a part of our culture growing up. And there wasn't necessarily a stigma around it. I think everyone in my family is very open-minded to it, but it also wasn't something that was commonplace. And so I went on a girl's trip earlier this year with some other amazing entrepreneurs. My friend Mel Robbins told me about her therapist. And after having a lot of deep conversations with these women, Mel was like, I think you guys would be a perfect fit. I think you would love her. And so I got on her wait list and started doing therapy this fall. And it's been really interesting. And one of the things that is so interesting about therapy is like, you're really going back in time, but you're also looking forward. And the way that we're approaching it is, you know, a lot of reflection. It's not just like sit down and like brain dump and like talk about your week or your problems, but I'm getting a lot of tools to like raise my level of consciousness and awareness around certain things. And I feel like it's dual therapy because I'm like unpacking a lot of things from my earlier days, but also packing up what I want to give to my kids and how I want to walk them through different things, how I want to have language around certain things. And so, you know, it's interesting. I remember one of my first therapy sessions, we were just talking about certain things in, in childhood and like, I had a wonderful childhood. I have amazing parents. I am much better off than so many people in all of the different ways that I was raised. And I remember talking to my therapist and being like, I feel like I'm like betraying the people who love me. And she's like, no, you're by no means betraying. You're just getting really honest about your own experience. And in doing this, you are healing generational trauma, both from before you and also for after you. And, and that visual just really helped me 
get really like vulnerable in therapy and really think through like the work that I'm doing in here is going to help my children. It's also going to heal some parts of me. And what's been really interesting about it is that it's really allowed me to like open up conversations with other people in my family and have like really rich discussions to just be like, Hey, I was talking to my therapist about this. What was your experience with this? Or what do you remember about this? And so it's been really interesting. And like we did this exercise the other day and, and I had this certain memory from when I was like eight years old and my therapist was having me like envision myself at that age. And all I could see was like Coco's face and I like just like had tears streaming down my cheeks of just like thinking through like this isn't just for me, it's for them. So that's been really interesting. And, you know, I think with parenting these days, we just have so much information and it's like a blessing and a curse, right? There's, you know, we're constantly being told there's a right way and a wrong way to feed your kids, to talk to your kids, to discipline your kids, to put your kids to sleep. And it's so overwhelming. It's like too much information. And so I feel like therapy has really helped me go inward and like get more clear on like my own instincts, but also like my own desires as mom. So that's been interesting. And if you've ever done like formal therapy, you know how much it's like really hard, but it's also really good. So I'm really excited to continue on with that and do some of that deep work that is required. There's two more things that I wanted to talk about when it comes to parenting. So one thing that's so interesting to me is just how unique my kids are from each other. I feel like you have one kid and you're like, I got this down. You go into the second one, you have more confidence, you have more knowing, you have more knowledge, you trust your instincts, and then you get another child who's entirely different and it's like a whole new ball game. And I feel like that first year of just like not going from zero to one, because I think that's a huge transition, but from going from one to two and recognizing how different my kids are is a blessing and a curse, right? They have such different energies. They have such different emotions. They have such different communication styles. Like I am parenting like two very different kids. And so I've had to really honor their uniqueness and figure out how to parent in like a compartmentalized way of like, instead of just being like, here's a blanket way of parenting. Here's how I need to parent this kid. Here's how I need to parent this kid. No wonder why we're so tired at 7 p.m. So that has been really interesting. And I feel like my mom did an amazing job of this. And like, that's what she attributes a lot of her motherhood journey to is just like honoring each of our souls and spirits and doing her best to like foster that. And so that's something that I want to take on to my own children, which has been fun and challenging all at once. The final thing that I wanted to talk about in terms of motherhood that's been interesting and helpful this year is like learning more about my kids. So looking at like human design and their Enneagrams or what I think would be their Enneagrams and just like trying to like understand them more. And I've been doing this a lot on my own. Like, so for my personal well-being and understanding of who I am and why I am this way. But I've also been now like implementing a lot of that into my own family. And it's been so helpful for me. And it's just really helped for me to figure out maybe why my kids are certain ways or how to like foster their creativity in the best way or how to handle their emotions. And it's been beautiful. And like, for example, I was on this call and there's an amazing woman, Erin Claire Jones, who does a lot of human design stuff. And she was walking through and I had done our charts for me and my kids. And we are all manifesting generators. We have a whole episode on human design on the podcast with Jenna Zoe, but Erin was telling me that like with my kids and I was like, well, what does this mean as a mom? And she's like, okay. So for example, if your kids are in alignment and they're super passionate about something, they're going to go hard. Like they're going to want to be very involved. But the minute that they are not in alignment anymore or their passion is shifted, 
the best thing you could do as a parent is to honor that. And like, I am raised in the generation of like, if you start something, you're going to finish it. So now I'm like thinking through like, as a parent, do I honor and respect my children? And if they seem very clear on what is in alignment or what they want to try or what they're curious about, or do I like make them fulfill that responsibility. And like, again, these are bridges we're going to have to cross when we get there. But knowing that about them and knowing that I was also like that, which makes me laugh because my parents, like, for example, one year, I think it was like fifth grade. I was like, I want to be in 4-H. My parents were like, cool, we don't have a horse. And I was like, it's okay. I have a rabbit. And so I showed, I have the, the most funny picture of me at this fair, the county fair with this massive rabbit. Like my rabbit was morbidly obese next to all these tiny little fair rabbits. And I definitely got a red ribbon, which means you did not get a blue ribbon. It's basically like the consolation prize. And my parents just honored that like desire, that curiosity. The next year I didn't do 4-H again. I wanted to do something different. And so just like learning different ways to help support me and my knowing of my kids while honoring who they are and their spirit and acknowledging that they are very much like their mother. Uh, it's been really cool. It's been really cool to like dig in. So that's really my update on motherhood. Motherhood is such a journey. It's such a trip. I love being a mom. I just, I love it. And it's also exhausting. So I feel like this season of life, I am just kind of reflecting on the fact that like we're moving out of the trenches of those early days, which feels wild. And it feels like I blinked and now we're here. And I also feel like I'm on the cusp of like the next evolution of parenting. The other night we had my whole family over and Coco disappeared with her cousin, Clara. They were just playing. We didn't even know where they were. Quinn went down with the girls and they were good. And I was like, is this like the next stage? Like, did I just unlock the next level where like, I don't have to know exactly where my kids are every single minute. Like I trust them and I know that they're not getting into trouble. Like I just feel like I'm entering a new era and I don't know what that's going to bring. And I also don't know how that's going to impact the business, but I'm excited for it. So that's kind of my update. I hope that this was an interesting coffee chat. And ultimately, girls, if you ever listen to this, I love being your mom and I'm going to cry. I love watching you grow and I prayed for you for so long and there is not a day that goes by that I don't appreciate the gift of what it means to get to raise you and get to watch you grow and get to honor your gifts and get to witness your creativity. Like being a mom is the greatest honor and privilege of my life. And it is a huge piece of me and this season of life. And I just hope you know that I love you and everything that I do, I hope comes back to you in the most beautiful way that it's reflected in the light in your eyes and in the future of whatever you decide to do. So that is that. Pull it together, Kutch. Here we go. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Thank you for walking through this motherhood journey with me. Thank you for letting me share the more personal side of my life with you. And of course, until next time, Gold Diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. 
Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.